Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our very special guest, Dr. Cassandra LeClaire. And we have got such an amazing conversation in store for you. We're going to be talking about why your interpersonal relationships unwittingly lead to burnout. So I am really fascinated to learn about this, and I want to tell you something about Cassandra. She is a communication consultant, author, and motivational speaker. She's an expert on communicating in relationships and improving connections. Cassandra helps high-achieving women lead through interpersonal and intentional communication so that they can take aligned action and embody their personal power. Dr. LeClaire's mission is to educate individuals on how to understand their communication patterns, to have effective and healthy communication, to enhance their personal and professional relationships. Cassandra, I am so glad to have you here, and we've had such a fun time chatting before the show. This is going to be amazing. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation. I know there's just a lot of different directions we can go with it, and I'm here to have fun and learn. All right. Well, for everyone who's joining us for the first time, I just want to point out, um, if you want to make sure you don't miss a single episode, take this opportunity to subscribe to Claim Your Career Crown wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love, love, love what we're doing, please give us a five-star review. All right, let's move into the conversation, Cassandra, because this is really fascinating. I'd love to hear how you got started and what inspired you um, so that you help women in this way. You know, like many people who I think are helping others, I came from a place of knowing that I had to help myself. You know, so the people that I work with and that I help are really um, individuals who are struggling with similar things that I've struggled with. And for me, I was a professor for many, many years teaching about relationships, talking about the ways that we move through things. And what I found is that, you know, a lot of times we think we. And then we forget as we're going on in those lives that we worked so hard to create and have that we still have some negotiation to do. We still have some understanding about ourselves. We still have ways that we need to dig in and look at where we're at and where we're going and how we can continue to create that life in that space that we want. Yeah, that is so true. And when you want to help and serve others, you know, when you start to go down that journey yourself, you become a, an expert because you're a step or two ahead and you are able to then guide people along their own journey. And I'm really fascinated to learn how you do this. And if you have a specific process that you follow, um, how do you build up um, this, this plan and the journey for the women that you work with? You know, a lot of it comes back down to elements of interpersonal awareness. For so many of us, you know, we're frustrated or angry or resentful at different situations or scenarios or maybe other people. And as we all know, you know, you can't change somebody else. So it's really bringing this back to, okay, what, where is your life at right now? What are areas that are kind of giving you some trouble or frustration? 
and how can we look at what that really is for you? So I start with people with really looking at some of their patterns, looking at their even emotional history or emotional upbringing, how that looked for you and your family, and not in a sense of going back like in therapy where we're digging into all of these things, but more as a reflection of, okay, here's who you are right now. How much of that is because of how you were raised or situations you've been in, and how much of that is how you really want to still show up? And for a lot of us, we have these kind of coping mechanisms or patterns or just embedded um, activities that we kind of go to that we're not even really conscious of. So a lot of my job and what I do is I just help people have some awareness of their own patterns. Let's look at how we're showing up and then let's also kind of see how we can maybe improve the ways that we're communicating and recognize the ways that other people are communicating back to us. So it's a multifaceted process of really kind of, you know, I'm teaching and leaning in on my education and all the trainings that I've had, but then really asking people to do the work for themselves. You know, I can give you all of this insight, but you have to look at your own life and how does this apply to you? You know, so you talked about, you know, boundaries and burnout and all of those things, you know, really helping people with their own scenario. You know, I can tell you to go journal or I can tell you to go get up at 5 a.m., but if that doesn't fit in your life, you're not going to do it or find it useful. So I really want people to look at all of the wonderful tools and tips that are out there, but then come to an understanding of how can I take action in my own life that feels good to me? And that's where that aligned action comes in for me is what is what is it going to feel like to you to show up as yourself? And do you even know? <laughs> and a lot of times we don't. Yeah, no, I love that, that uh, aligned to yourself. And uh, because that is, it's about being your authentic self and showing up as your best self. But if you're trying to force yourself into some kind of, you know, the, the triangle in your circle, <laughs> it just doesn't work. Um, so, so I'm curious, and because you started with talking about how, you know, you began by helping yourself and um, to be able to move forward. I'm really curious, did you find things that held you back? Um, and if so, what were they? And, and uh, what did that look like? You know, some of the things that held me back the most were my own coping mechanisms. So this is something where I've taught. I taught at the collegiate level um, since 2001, teaching about interpersonal relationships, awareness, conflict, boundaries, love languages, you know, all of these things, right, that we all need. So for me, you know, learning about it, teaching about it, helping other people, I thought that I was just like doing great, right? But then I would come home and sometimes or I would have these situations where I'd be like, OK, I know all these things. So why do I feel this way inside? Or I know this. So why did I have this reaction over here or why am I frustrated? So it really was something where um, after I had the last few years, I had a couple of traumatic events happen and I really had to look at what was happening to me and figure out the places where I wasn't actually doing the work. So what I mean by saying that, you know, we can all go read self-help books. We can all consume this wonderful literature on the things we're supposed to be doing. And we can even feel good about it. You know, maybe we'll feel seen by these people who are writing things. But it's that application of then really understanding, OK, but how am I going to use this information to maybe change the things I feel shame about? How am I going to use this information to stop some of these cycles of guilt or blame that I have for myself? So for me, it was understanding that a lot of the spaces I was keeping myself in 
were coping mechanisms from childhood or from things that I hadn't fully processed. So I had to go in and do a lot of deep interpersonal work. I wrote a book. I gave a TEDx talk of really trying to understand then how do I do this for myself? And so that's where over the last few years, working with other people to help them bring bring more awareness to it's not just where your emotions are showing up in your head, but where are you feeling them in your body? And then how are you responding as a result of that? What are some of the things that you're uncomfortable with and where does that come from? You know, is it certain topics? Is it certain people? Is it certain types of relationships? So for me, it was taking all of that knowledge again and really being able to take an honest look at my own patterns without shame or judgment, you know, because that's what we want to do. Then we want to beat ourselves up. But to really just look at them and say, okay, these are the things that are you know, going on with me or these are my go to patterns and habits. So am I happy with them? Or where am I keeping myself in a space that I'm not happy and what can I do about it? Because, again, I think so often we we need to regain some of that personal power um, because we give it away pretty easily. And so recognizing that we absolutely have the ability to kind of look within. And again, that's not going to change all our circumstances. That's not going to change all of you know the hardship that we have, but it can change the way that we move through things. And that's something where for me the, over the last like four years, the practice of doing that and of really enacting some of these things became much more personal for me as opposed to just like telling other people to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I love this because um, this is practice is what how we learn. We learn by doing, you know, we learn by reading and to listening and seeing But we also core learn by doing. We have to do the activities. That's like on the collegiate level, why you would have homework why we have homework. exactly and I give people homework <laughs> yeah. and so because we need to do the work ourselves and to process that so I'm really curious um, from your your experience and the people that you work with what holds other people back um, in this space for women a lot of it is we don't want to let other people down and so we carry a lot of weight of people pleasing. We carry a lot of weight of thinking that everything has to fall on us. So we can't ask others for help or we can't delegate because everything's going to fall apart. And then we walk around feeling exhausted or frustrated at others for not carrying their own you know, weight. And instead of really being able to understand that, how are we keeping ourselves in those spaces? And what are some small ways, again, that you can take back some of your power or regain some of that space for yourself so you're not breeding resentment or burnout or frustration. And I think the biggest kind of stumbling block for a lot of us is thinking that there's no, oh, I can't do that. Oh, there is no time in my schedule or I just don't have time for that or I don't have the money. And so it's all that resistance that we have to clear away. And for me, that's again where I have to be honest, like it literally took a car crash for me to be like, oh, all right, okay, I got to do this. So it isn't easy to stop. It isn't easy. You know, I had so many obstacles or things come into my life where they should have been the thing that woke me up. They should have been the reason, oh, okay, now I'm going to dig in, but they weren't. So this is too where everybody has to kind of get to their own like breaking point for themselves about, all right, I, I really am ready to change or, and not change because there's anything wrong with you. You know, that's the first thing too. You're wonderful as you are. But if you are keeping yourselves in a space or you're feeling like some of these frustrations or resentments or you're just not happy, it's like 
really understanding then that there are spaces that you can move into that maybe will look better for your own life or your own situation. So it, that's the hard part, I think, is like letting go of the all the reasons why it won't work and allowing yourself to think that it will. Yeah, that is so true. That's so true. And it can be such something very simple that you can, you know, you to your point, you ask for help um, as simple as, you know, at the Thanksgiving dinner, you know, you ask and delegate and direct people to participate in doing things so that it's not all on you. Right. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes so much of our culture, we're, we're in that busy culture, right, too, where it's everybody's, oh, I had this and I had that. It's like it just becomes part of our narrative, too. So it's not. You know, again, I don't want anybody to feel shame about the ways that they do things. Part of this is just recognizing and bringing back that awareness of like, okay, yeah, we are in this routine or in this rut or this. I'm doing this because I feel like I should. But do I really have to, you know, and just kind of questioning some of those things where we've just gone along with it because that's the space or, or sometimes because we are so busy and playing so many roles that you're just trying to get through. So it's yeah. really asking people like, what would your life look like if you weren't just trying to get through it every day? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. And that is, that's one question that we can ask because I was going to ask you what our listeners should do next. If they feel that they're in this space um, to help them, you know, sure to shake up their paradigm and and to be able to, you know, make a move forward. What would you suggest? I mean, it's like so many of the other things and like what you and I were talking about before we began is, you know, understanding where your own pain points are. A lot of times we say like, oh, I just want to be happy, but we don't really know what that looks like. So to kind of identify the areas you want more happiness or more fulfillment, you have to look at some of those areas where you're stuck. And why are you stuck there? And again, like not as a place of judgment. Oh, I'm stuck here because I didn't do this or this was bad. And I, if I would have done that, okay, we don't need that. Right. <laughs> but instead, really, again, taking thinking about it as embodying that personal power. Okay. These are some of my patterns. So for me, you know, I love journaling. I'm always going to tell everybody to journal, but I want to add a caveat to that and tell people what that really looks like for me. I don't have a journal where I have a bunch of prompts and it's all flowery. Most of the time, it's me speaking notes in my phone. It's like, oh, I got to write this down. Oh, this is what I think about this. Or if I'm driving, I might quick do an audio note. So really, again, what does this look like for you? Where does this look like? You know, how does this show up in your life? So for me, kind of paying attention, like, oh, I'm frustrated with this or just even writing down different feelings about different things, keeping a log. You don't ever have to go process it. You don't have to analyze it. But then maybe after a week, you go look at it and you're like, oh, OK, yeah, every day during this time I felt this thing or, oh, yeah, this person right here, they they're bothering me or this this subject or whatever it is. So really using your own life is like as data. Again, I'm a self-proclaimed research geek. So, I mean, it's, it makes sense to me. But really, you're understanding your patterns. You're looking at those places where maybe you don't even know that it's stressful to you. So I used to come home when I worked late and I would just kind of fall apart. I would feel stressed, got to get the kids, got to make dinner, all of these things. Right. And then just kind of feel frantic. It took me way too many years <laughs> to understand that when I first get home from work, I need a minute 
before I can immediately jump into everything. And that sometimes those minutes, if your kids are younger, what have you might be, you know, in your car by yourself before you come in or when you're loading up groceries or whatever it looks like. But again, what can that look like for you? What does that pattern look like for you? Maybe for you, it's like you do need to try to get up earlier before everybody else so you can get your coffee time in. You know, again, where are these spaces? And, and for me, it was really understanding then that those patterns don't mean I'm stuck. Those patterns help yeah. me understand new spaces I might want to create for myself. And they also help me understand, hey, I'm actually pretty good at this over here. So it's not just, again, about where are the areas where things are falling apart or that you feel frustration in, where are the areas that you feel joy and what makes you feel joyful there? And how can we translate that across other things? Yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. I can't, Cassandra, this has been an amazing conversation about sharing why your interpersonal relationships can unwitting, unwittingly lead to burnout. Um, so let's all pay attention to those patterns, everyone. Um, Cassandra, I know that our listeners are going to want to know more about you and where they can find out more about you. Well, I'd love just to have everyone go to um, www.cassandralaclair.com forward slash guide. And what that is, is that's a free resource of 30 ways to say no without guilt, because that's part of this too, right? A lot of times we, we should ourselves or we say yes to things. And so, and sometimes because we want to, and we care about people and we want to help them. So again, really understanding places where you can, um, look at these um, patterns for yourself. So I'd also love for people to find me on social media, on Instagram, on LinkedIn at Dr. Cassandra LeClaire. And again, my website is CassandraLeClaire.com. Well, that was so good. I'm taking a note right here. 30 ways to say no without guilt. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, this has been such a great conversation. We're going to include all the links below so that you are one click away. And for everyone who tuned in, thank you so much. And if you have ideas that you would like to share, uh, we love hearing from you. And you can leave us a comment down below. Or if you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for discussion, you can email us at jointheconversation at petitetoqueen.com. And of course, to stay current on all of our insightful advice, our breakthrough advantages, and incredible episodes like the one today with Cassandra, you can sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitetoqueen.com. I want to thank everyone again who tuned in and Cassandra, thank you so much. This has been just a tremendous episode. Thank you for having me, Lynn. And again, reach out to me if there's anything that comes up for you. I love meeting new people and I'm so grateful to be here.